0: All things NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Woot and
1: Y. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Moneyball NFL DFS podcast. I am Josh Y. I'm joined on the line for the second week in a row. We thought we'd keep him on the line because he's uh, having a hot streak, one from one, but uh, we'll see if it continues. Mitch Doyle, welcome back to the uh, Woot and Y Moneyball Show.
0: Mate, I am so glad you've had me back, because every time I come on here, I win money. I don't know what it is, but you're my good luck charm, and I'm loving it.
1: Okay, so if it continues, then you'll be back again, and basically Woot just takes a bench seat until uh, (laughs) either I'm unavailable to host, or, uh, or you lose, or you're unavailable, so we'll wait and see. How we go? Sounds great. I think Woods happy to lurk in the shadows on uh, DFS and just be really you know quiet and just sneak into the money. But it was a successful (laughs) week for both of us last week. Uh, I I won my moneyball contest and then in the free Hail Mary one, I finished second as well. So you only win five bucks, but it's free. So I'll take five dollars for nothing. Uh, But that uh, it was a good week for me in DFS across uh, across the uh, moneyball platform.
0: Yeah, and I finished fourth in my Hail Mary, and I came sixth in that uh, that free roll. I missed out in the free five bucks.
1: Yeah, but, uh, unlucky um, man.
0: We had a great week. I just wanted to come back to brag, really. Like that's that's how good we did last week.
1: Yep. So you hit on Hoyer, David Johnson, Chris Hogan, Randall Cobb, Martellus Bennett. I hit on Derek Carr, Jordan Howard. Uh, Mike Evans, Hunter Henry, and was wise in telling people to avoid Jordan Reed as well. So uh, we did we did very, very well across uh, across all of our picks. If you mixed and matched through our picks, then you should have been in the money.
0: Yeah, I mixed and matched once we got off as well made a nice line-up. And Cobb, that, that uh, touchdown that was called back for that penalty, yep. cost me good money.
1: Unlucky. <laughs> Unlucky. So we're... We're talking about Hail Marys and whatnot. So just a rundown again on what Moneyball is offering in Week 6. You've got the $2,000 Hail Mary. That includes every single NFL game for the week. So that kicks off before Thursday Night Football, which is tomorrow. That's a $2,000 prize pool, $15 entry, 155 spots. There's also a $2,000 guaranteed Broncos Chargers special just for the Thursday Night Football. And then there's many, many different tournaments. There's a dollar Hail Mary blast. There's a Hail Mary free free roll, which we just mentioned there's a Sunday Blitz special, which is seven thousand dollars for a fifteen dollar entry. That's a huge one. That's for your all your Monday games. That's the that's the big bopper. And then if you're really keen, hundred and fifty dollar entry uh, in in the high rollers stakes league. So there's all different various leagues. You can make your own league for two dollars, five dollars, one dollar, whatever you like. So Moneyball has a lot to offer for you this week. But let's uh, let's jump straight in. Obviously, you know the drill. Let's start at the quarterback position. Who's your must start this week?
0: Mate, we're rolling again. We're rolling on the Brian Hoyer hype train. 6.8K. Oh, Hoyer, Hoyer, Hoyer everything. I know Jacksonville actually have a sneaky good <laughs> secondary this year, Like I mean, in terms of yards they've allowed. They're not really allowing that many. They've quite a few touchdowns, though, and I'm just rolling Hoyer at that nice little price. I can still build a real nice team around him. I've already tried a couple lineups. I just like how it fits.
1: Yep. 10th-ranked defensive DVOA by Football Outsiders, so you've got to be careful with... Uh... With that Jacksonville defense, but they have given up chunk plays. We saw it against the Colts, and we'll wait and see how that pans out. But Brian Hoyer hasn't made hasn't made a mistake in two weeks, so there is a slight risk that we're getting that Brian Hoyer game. But until we see it, I agree with you. His price only went up $400, so it's really worth it. Mine's Alex Smith, $8,000 against Oakland. I think because he's Alex Smith and he just dinks and dunks his way to you know long drives and things, people aren't really keen on him fantasy-wise. He's not a desirable fantasy name, not a flashy name. But he's been quietly pretty good as a fantasy option for everybody uh, to start the season. Even in a huge embarrassing loss to the to the uh, Steelers a couple of weeks ago before their bye, he he still managed to put up pretty good numbers. He ended up with eighteen points in this format, which isn't too bad. So. It's not a bad option for him. He's had one bad game against Houston and against this Oakland defense. I think at $8,000, he's a guy that I will uh, be putting in a few lineups this week.
0: Yeah, you, I think you made the right call there. Oakland, most yards per game. Second most yards per attempt, I think, and 12 touchdowns allowed receiving like, Yep. You really, you're really buying against Oakland more than buying Alex Smith on that play.
1: Exactly. They're giving up 20 an average of 22.48 points uh to quarterbacks this season so far the Oakland Raiders. Uh I'll go straight into my sit. That's Kirk Cousins against this Philadelphia defense. I know Matt Stafford you know kind of did all right last week and they won that game. He ended up with three touchdowns but only 180 passing yards. So you gotta be really careful with Kirk Cousins. And Matt Stafford's having a really great start to his career. I really wish Matt Stafford was playing this good back when the Lions had a much better team in twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen. Kirk Cousins hasn't done anything still that has impressed me as an NFL quarterback. Um, and, and this year I'm not sure if he's worth the money that he's on. That's a whole separate issue, but I'm not playing him against this Philadelphia defense this week.
0: Yeah, and uh, I agree with all that. Might sit just rolls straight into the common theme, but you don't want passes against Denver, and you don't want Phil Rivers at 9.1K, almost the max price for a quarterback. Yep. Stay away. He should be 0% owned this week.
1: Exactly, and I uh, forgot to mention with Kirk Cousins, he's you know $300 dearer than my start this week, Alex Smith, who has a much better matchup, much better start to the season, so all signs pointing up towards Alex Smith and away from Phillip Rivers and Kirk Cousins. My contrarian play this week is going up against your start in Brian Hoyer, Blake Bortles. I know he's really expensive at 9500 He is really, really overpriced, but against this Chicago defense, he could be a really sneaky play and, and could have probably his game you know of the year. He's been regressing somewhat as a passer, but coming off that bye week, hopefully he's worked on his mechanics over the past couple of weeks. I think there'll be a really low... Ownership percentage, so if he ends up having a huge week, it could be a really big uh, pod or point of difference for you in GPP+. Plus.
0: Yeah, and mine is not that contrarian in terms of who he is. I think Cam Newton might be low on this week, and he's 9.5K. You're paying big, but I'm buying his rushing game more than I'm buying his passing into New Orleans. Their rush defense is so porous. He'll get his goal line carries, as he always does. So I feel like he could be a nice play against this uh, Saints defense.
1: Mm, exactly. And you've got to roll the risk that he, he, you know, he's questionable. So there might be a chance that he doesn't play. Although signs are pointing to him lining up. But there may be a small chance if you're playing him in Hail Mary's that you may get a duck egg from him if you're going to take the risk tomorrow morning and, and put him in. Uh, moving on to the running back position, uh, we've got two starts each, which is rare, I just think. <laughs> It's a good week for running backs I think in in fantasy in your season longs you should have um some pretty good matchups. My my two are Christian Michael at 6700 versus Atlanta. Uh I just think he's he's prime for a good for a good matchup this week. I know Atlanta did pretty well against CJ Anderson last week, but I just think it's a totally different ball game here against Seattle and I think Christian Michael is the bell cow. He's going to be relied upon and uh, I think he'll have he'll have a pretty Pretty good day. I think back to Mark Ingram's performance against them, um, even in a losing side. I think uh, he, he'll he put up similar numbers.
0: Hmm. I like it. I like it. I'll roll into my first start as well then. Yep. And unfortunately, both of my starts, I'm playing in a fa- against in a fantasy league this week. So I'm kind of Ouch. like shoveling down. Ouch. Yeah. But I can't look past uh, Shady McCoy against the 49ers. That 49ers run defense. We targeted last week with that Navarro Bowman that paid dividends. And we're going again this week at 8.6k. He's that whole offense really at the moment. I can't look past Shady.
1: Yep, I uh, I did the we do an article for Moneyball each week, and Shady was my uh, was my guy that I write that I wrote about. But unfortunately, when I went to do this, you'd already beat me to the punch and put La name down. <laughs> so I had to scramble for Christian Michael. I forgot to mention on Michael as well that uh, uh, at least. Sorry, four running backs have scored at least nine fantasy points against Atlanta just in standard scoring this year. So this is half-point PPR. So that'll uh, go up if you're playing Christian Michael. My other start is Mark Ingram, who I just mentioned. Uh, I like his matchup here against Carolina. All I've got to say is you saw Jaquiz Rogers do it uh, against Carolina's defense who, despite having Luke Keekly and K1 Short, are really underperforming at the moment, and Ingram's a much better back than Jaquiz Rogers, which is a, a huge shock if if you're listening. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, it's obviously more for your your real podcast, but that Carolina, I can't figure them out on defense at the Mm, moment. It's
1: it's, it's strange.
0: It's bizarre to see that front seven being so porous, but yeah, you keep rolling with it until you see something different. Ingram's a great player.
1: Yeah, he he is. I just think if the Saints can get that uh, running game going, it's going to really open up their passing game and they'll be able to fire on all cylinders. It's, It's a concern. I think New Orleans can win that game. If Cam doesn't play, definitely I think New Orleans can win that game.
0: Yeah, I might have a, have a look at the line that later and see what I can get. Mm. Uh, my my other start against the Cleveland Browns, I can't with past Marco Murray's form but he broke 15 tackles last week. Again, another guy who's, who's carrying his team's offensive load. I like it against the Browns. I feel like they'll dominate time possession like they did last week and he'll get all the ball he can handle. Yeah. 9.2K, two. he's a bit of a premium. But I feel, again, he's safe on
1: Hoyer. You can put in guys like this. Yeah, it's uh, I kind of feel sorry for DeMarco Murray because e- Ezekiel Elliott's killing it in Dallas. But, like, if Ezek- Ezekiel wasn't killing it in Dallas or they sort of weren't going very good on the ground in Dallas, then DeMarco Murray's season would be looked at at a whole better level. He's playing at an unbelievable way right now. He's... I just feel like because he's in Tennessee, it's just so overlooked. But he's he's one of the best running backs in the NFL right now. The way he's playing, so he's really hard to pass up on against this matchup. That's incredibly juicy against Cleveland. Uh, my sit this week is on the other side of that field. Isaiah Crowell against Tennessee. Tennessee's defense is really stingy. They've they've really stingy. They're the seventh ranked defense in DVOA by Football Outsiders, and I uh, I just can't trust Crowell, who got completely shut down last week against New England. And I can see Tennessee and Jarrell Casey doing the same thing, and I can see this game getting behind them a little bit, and and they'll be turning to Duke Johnson, who I'll, I'll be avoiding as well. But uh, I just I'm not I don't like the matchup for Crow this week.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel more comfortable now that Crowell isn't carving again. I wasn't it wasn't sitting pretty for me that he was doing so well in the start of the season. Yeah, um, I like to sit. I'm sitting a pretty obvious one again. The matchup more likely the Seahawks. I know the Falcons have a really inventive use of their back little at the moment, but I'm not going to play Devontae Freeman. If I'm playing one of them, I'm playing Kevin Coleman with how they used him last week. So Devontae Freeman, eight eight 8.2K, just a bit too much for me to pay against that Seahawks Stop
1: defense. Exactly. he He's just at that price, at that matchup. As good as Atlanta's been, it's just so hard to to play Devontae Freeman at that price. I forgot to mention Crowell at $7,100. I keep forgetting to mention the price, which plays a huge role in a lot of these sits uh, when you're looking at price. My contrarian play is James White this week, 4700 versus Cincinnati. He's a different player when Tom Brady's in the lineup. Tom Brady loves throwing to his running backs. It's a high percentage play. It's an easy option. And when you've got blockers like Gronk and Martellus Bennett down the field... James White can get these, you know, bust off these big pass receptions and chunk plays, and I like James White. I think he's going to have a uh, a pretty good game. He's he's always just high in receptions when uh, Tom Brady is on the on the field. It's just he had he had four receptions last week, and I expect possibly four or five again this week. And he's you know guaranteed to get you over ten thousand over ten thousand over ten points (laughs) over ten points. And when you're paying four thousand seven hundred, that's pretty good value.
0: Yeah, I like that play, too. I'm kind of considering it now that I've come back and seen yours. It happened last week when we recorded, too. I stole some of your plays. I like <laughs> it a lot. Uh, I've gone for – I said last week as well that I thought this guy's due at some point to go off. I had him my light up until I realized that Shady was only 1K more, but I like Lamar Miller against the Colts at 7.6K. This, again, gets all the work he can handle, and he's got the most what touches in NFL history through five weeks without a touchdown. It's coming. It's yeah. Calmy
1: Royce. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just feel like everyone's going to play Lamar Miller this week. I just feel like I'd rather take a flyer on CJ Anderson for 400 bucks cheaper or Frank Gore for 300 bucks cheaper. I just can't buy the Houston off. I know they're playing the Colts defense. who just let Brian Hoyer throw for like 400 yards, but I'm just, I don't know. There's something, there's some stink around Houston. Maybe it's my Colts bias, but I just, I prefer maybe like CJ Anderson or, or Frank Gore or Christian Michael who are a lot cheaper.
0: There's definitely stink there. <laughs> no hiding, uh, hiding that.
1: Yeah, it's uh... yeah. That's,
0: that's why we haven't listed Jordan Howard either. I haven't put him in here because he's going to be in every lineup.
1: Exactly. And, that's and the
0: price that.
1: And Le'Veon Bell as well. Like it's very easy to say start Le'Veon Bell against Miami's, uh, you know Miami's defense at the moment. The way that they're playing, I uh, posted a meme on the Huddle NFL page that Miami have changed their end zone. It says welcome Le'Veon and Antonio. <laughs> I think that's going to be the case in uh, in Miami this weekend, but. Uh, Plenty of good running back options, but I think Lashawn Demarco and, and Christian Michael are going to be three that I'll be rotating in various lineups. Uh, my wide receiver start this week is Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I know he had a huge game last week, but I'm just going to keep rolling with him, and he's uh, up against a, a Jets secondary that's just has not been good uh, all year. It's 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 ranked third in uh, points allowed to wide receivers this year, uh, ahead of you know some some stinky teams, but they are. They are giving up a lot of points, and Larry Fitzgerald's a guy that's no matter who's playing quarterback is a is a safety blanket for them, and he's a guy that's just so so reliable, and he's only eight thousand dollars, so you're getting that wide receiver one value for a guy that's that you're getting so at a wide receiver value at a wide receiver two price.
0: Yeah, he is also in my lineup actually, as we currently speak. I just haven't named him yet, yeah. uh, but Larry Fitz is a great player. You want to target about Jets secondary? My start might be a bit controversial, but it's the theory of squeaky wheel gets the oil, and I'm going Alshon Jeffrey at a nice 7.2k against the Jags.
1: Mm-hmm. I know you have an
0: issue with this one.
1: I do have an issue with this one. With this one. I, I just think his teammate, who is my contrarian play, Cameron Meredith, who's $4,600, is the better player than Alshon Jeffrey. I just think he's a much, much better play. Uh, I will. I'll explain to you why it is. It is just. He had 12 targets last week. Cameron Meredith. Hoyer's is another guy that uh, really targets. Like he doesn't yeah. try to force feed the ball to Alshon Jeffrey. And I just think that Cameron Meredith, you know, he had 130 yards and touchdown last week. He had 12 targets, nine catches. He lines up primarily on the right side of the field where Hoyer loves to throw. I just think you can save $3,000 and go with Cameron Meredith (laughs) instead of Alshon Jeffrey, But we'll wait and see who comes up. Maybe we can do a prop bet this week on who gets the most points.
0: Yeah, I'm hearing what you're saying, and I do agree. And Hoyer also isn't a guy who has the vision to go through his reads. So if he decides Cameron Meredith before the snap, he's going to Cameron Meredith. Yeah. But I just feel like there was too much after that last game where he didn't see Alshon for the open touchdown. Alshon threw his helmet. You know, once you get your your, your on a wide receiver upset like that, you've mm. got to give him the ball the next week. And I feel like it's going to happen. We saw it a couple of times last year. Every now and then there was that really quiet Andre Hopkins game, yep. and he got fed the next one. Yep. I think Alshon's due for getting he's you know a bit fitter. He's just due for getting fed. I feel yep.
1: like Jacksonville also allow more to the number two wide receiver this year in terms of fantasy. They've done a pretty good job of locking down teams' number one weapon. I think back to what they did to T Y Hilton in London, but uh, we'll wait and see. How we go, but uh, I'm definitely leaning towards Larry Fitzgerald over Alshon Jeffrey and Cameron Meredith. My sits this week at uh, uh, Tyrell and Travis, the uh, San Diego wide receivers. Since allowing a touchdown to Kelvin Benjamin in Week One, Denver actually haven't allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver yet. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, it's an astonish. Wow. It's an astonishing feat. It's either been tight ends or wide receivers. So Tyrell Williams at 5,700, who's having a breakout year. He's been a pleasant surprise in San Diego. He's been fun to watch. And Travis Benjamin at 6,500, both avoiding uh, and just avoiding San Diego this week. Even though I love them as a team, I don't like the matchup on a short week against Denver. So uh, I'm avoiding those two.
0: Yeah, look, don't get near him. Just don't do it. It's not worth the risk. No. At all. My C... Uh, Brandon Marshall, 7.5K against Arizona. Just the fact I think Patrick Peterson can shut him down. They've got a good secondary. Can't tr- trust his magic. And without Eric Decker there, it's a little easier for defences to lock in on Brandon Marshall. Nothing too fancy about it. I just don't feel like about money he's valuing. Mm,
1: I get it. Yeah, I think that's right. And, yeah, Patrick Peterson, enough set. Like, he's just locked that down and away we go. I already talked about my uh, my contrarian but i got another one Jeremy Curley at 5100 versus Buffalo I just think he's become a target monster I really liked Bruce Ellington before the season started as a guy that was going to take a lot of um you know target share in this San Francisco offense and you know since he's gone on IR Curley's come in and he's been that guy he's been very consistent every week my only concern is with this quarterback change whether Colin Kaepernick has that has that connection with Curley that Blaine Gabbert has that's my only concern, but at 5100 if you really need to go cheap, if you really want to go premium at running back, you want to go Lashawn and Le'Veon or DeMarco and Le'Veon, and you need to be cheap. Jeremy Curley could be that option for you. It's not a bad matchup against Buffalo. I think they'll be behind and throwing the ball a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I like Curley, but I feel like your Meredith plays a little nicer. Like I can't be certain on Curley and yeah. Cap coming it's, back here. Especially in, with so. Meredith, Meredith's
1: good. $500 cheaper as well.
0: Exactly. So my contrarian is following the same line you're going with Larry Fitzgerald, but I'm looking for that downfield threat. And I've gone for John Brown at 6.1k against the Jets. They're letting let the most long touchdowns well, or the biggest chunk plays in, in the league at the moment. Revis Island's a popular tourist destination for all wide receivers. They're all going out having a party. It's a great price to John Brown for me. I'm looking for one 6.1k. I can't look past it.
1: Exactly. And when Palmer was healthy, Brown had a breakout game in week four, 10 catches, 144 yards, 15 targets against the Rams. So far easier matchup here against the Jets defense who failed to get, they got one quarterback hit in 48 dropbacks on Big Ben last week. So that's, you know, the the Steelers offensive line's stellar and Arizona's is very shaky, but still that's, that's a huge differential in terms of generating pass rush and pressure and allowing Brown to get down the field. So yeah, I, I don't like playing two Arizona wide receivers, so I might mix and match there. But I think Brown will be in. Uh, I love Smokey John Brown. I think he'll float in in and out of my lineups. Uh, moving you know, on,
0: Michael Floyd's gone, right? So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's
1: Brown or Brown Fitz. Like I think at... there was a point last year where you had at least one Arizona wide receiver in your lineup every week. Uh, yeah, it feels that way with the Steelers at this point as well. Semi Coates is tough to pass up after his breakout. Game last week, but I feel like everyone will be jumping on that. So be re- you got to be really careful and try and be a point of differential again against, against uh, people in GPPs. But uh, yeah, moving on to the tight end position, I'm going with Jimmy Graham. It's great that he's back in the NFL. He's uh he's thoroughly entertaining, and it was there was a time there where it was just him and Gronk on a tier of their own. And I know he's not quite anywhere near Gronk's level now, but it's good to have him back. You know, among that second tier with. Greg Olson and Tyler Eifert and players like that. So he's, uh, he's been good in the two games before Seattle's bye. He had 12 catches on 18 targets and a touchdown. He had plenty of yards. It's going to be a focal point. And he plays the Falcons defense that they've allowed five touchdowns to tight ends. And they've given up double digit games to Greg Olson, Clive Walford, and Kobe Fleener this year already. So Greg Olson, uh, Jimmy Graham arguably has the highest upside and talent out of all of those. So I think uh, he's going to be a good player this week.
0: Yeah, I'm just so excited. Jimmy Graham looks to be back. That double mark- double-covered catch he made on the sideline in Week Three, oh. having up out of bed at four in the morning, just top of my fist. Yeah, it was great. Oh, hot, hot, I hot, love Jimmy Graham. Back. Hot, so hot. Yeah. So my start is just because you're never going to see Gronk cheaper than this. The Gronk against Cincinnati at eight K is great value for me. I know Cincy, you know, not the most poorest defense, but I feel like at some point Gronk's going to get his. Bennett got his last week. I like the price. I'm plugging him in because I've saved. on am Hoya, and I might play some Cam Meredith. I've got the money to spend on Rob Gronkowski. Yeah,
1: they've given up five touchdowns over the last three games. I think I saw somewhere written down about Cincinnati's defense against tight ends. Uh, I'm not sure how precise that is. Maybe it's yeah, maybe it's three touchdowns this this season, but it might have been just over the last couple of weeks that they've all happened um, over that span. By the way, have you learned the word porous today? You said it like four times now.
0: I don't know, man. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what happened. but There we go. I don't know if I've ever said that before. No, I don't. But it's
1: it's made now a it's saying, coming. It's it's the word of the week, porous. Um, thank you.
0: Well, now I'm so self-conscious of saying. I know that again, it's, all right. Right. it's It's when we first started Le- podcasting. Leaky, yeah, Josh. Leaky.
1: Josh. Um, Josh kept saying, "Uh, you know," and so. People kept bringing it up, and he every time he'd say "you know," he'd he'd really get frustrated. <laughs> we just to have to edit it out because he'd <laughs> he'd scream. Um, we've come a long way since then, but uh, yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Graham and Rob Gronkowski. I do like Martellus Bennett as well. I feel like the two of them are going to anger a lot of fantasy owners this week because I think it'll be sometimes it'll be a Bennett game, other times it'll be a Gronk game, and that was the quandary with Hernandez. But at the end of the year, they'll probably both be in that like top five tight ends in scoring, and you'll just be happy to roll with them each each week. Um if you could start two tight ends it would be preferential, but obviously you can't. Yeah. Um I sit this week's Hunt Henry, four thousand nine hundred versus Denver. If Antonio Gates is out, then I would consider starting him because his price is so low and he's proven us to be a stud when Antonio Gates is out. Even with Antonio Gates there, he did well last week, but this is a totally different matchup against Denver. And with Gates in um, it's just hard to see him getting a whole lot of targets and a whole lot of snaps and, and runs on the field. So I'm just avoiding him this week. Although I'm very impressed with him as a player and a, as a prospect, I think he has a future um, with Philip Rivers and in the NFL. He's been he's uh, been a pleasant surprise for them.
0: Yeah, I wanted him with the Packers is so bad. <laughs> oh, well, we've missed out. <laughs> we we uh, have dreams. S- yeah, we do have dreams. My sit is... This is because I couldn't find anyone I really like to sit. So I just went with what I went with last week. I sat... The tight end against Houston, so I'm not playing Dwayne Allen at five point one k against the Houston defense. Hmm. Pretty simple.
1: Yeah, he seems to be a popular sit uh, in a lot of places. Um, people aren't people aren't uh, too high on Dwayne Allen. I'm finding him being a sit across a lot of a lot of platforms, Roto World, NFL.com, things like that are all saying sit Dwayne Allen. So. Um, I'm not sure why, but I'm just, because I'm starting Jimmy Graham, I'm not looking at anybody else. My contrarian this this week is Gary Barnage. I just think if only, this is the disclaimer, if Josh McCowan is the starting quarterback. Um, if McCowan's on the field, Gary Barnage is far more desirable as a player. I think they'll be behind in the game, as I said earlier, when I was talking about Isaiah Crowell. But if, if McCowan's not playing, then I'm not going anywhere near Gary Barnage. He'd actually be a sit or an avoid for me.
0: I like that actually. I didn't think about that play with Barney. With um, sorry, the McC- the McC- possibly back. That's one for your Monday lineup, really. Yep. You get up, check if he's in, and that's actually not a bad play. No, will have him in, his, in their lineups at all.
1: Exactly, because no one's up at two thirty in the morning doing their lineups like me and you. We're degenerates. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, we have a problem. Yeah. So so this week we are going with the same guys last week. Brian Hoyer's locked in on him, but I love Zach Miller at six point two k against Jacksonville. Again, we said the defense is all right. I'm not going to say it's porous. I'm going to <laughs> avoid that word from here on. Yep. But I feel like there's, there's points to be had for Miller, as we said earlier. Hoyer locks onto a target. He's seen plenty of targets. It's a nice price for him.
1: Mm, it, it is interesting. It's a definitely a far tougher matchup than playing the Girl Scout Cookies Salesman's there in defensive backs in in the Colts. There, they had you know just a bunch of no names playing DBs last week, and you know the Jacksonville Jags only given up one touchdown to to tight ends, but you know when they get in that red zone that Brian Hoyer is going to lock down on Zach Miller. He's a been you know, a reliable target of Hoyers in the red zone. So this Bears-Jacksonville game's got a lot... I think there'll be a lot of points in it. It should be a, uh, should be a pretty interesting match even though these two teams aren't very good at all, but... Uh, Fantasy-wise, it makes things definitely very interesting.
0: You just kinks it, man. <laughs> I know. It'll
1: probably be like 17-13 now. It's like that yeah. Giants-Saints um, game a few weeks ago where everyone stacked like Giants players and Saints players and ended up being a stinker. Yeah,
0: yeah, it happens. When we all get too pumped up about a game, it happens. I feel
1: like Breeze and Eli just met together before the game and they're like, let's just make this low-scoring slugfest just to really mess with <laughs> fantasy users around the world. And it worked. All right, moving on to defense... Uh, You stole mine, so I'll go with my secondary uh, option, which is the Steelers, $4,000 against Miami. Miami stink. They stink. They do. They stink so much. Uh, Look, I want to blame a lot of it on Tannehill, but I said during the week on the pod that, you know, after his first 20 dropbacks, he had 20 pressures. So it's hard to really get into rhythm and get something going on offense when you're constantly under pressure. And we've seen it with Andrew Luck early in games. We've seen it with Aaron Rodgers last year. It's just hard to really be an effective quarterback when you're constantly under pressure all the time, and that's the problem with Miami. And their solution to it was releasing three interior linemen this week, so I'm not sure what they're doing or what they think they're doing, but we may (laughs) see a better effort from them, but I just can't see it. Even though the Steelers' defense is sort of lacking some pass rushes with Ryan Shazier being a little bit banged up and, and things like that, but I just can't see them scoring too many points.
0: Yeah, they were actually my second defensive option. and so I'm considering going to them because I've picked the Titans at 4K against the Browns. But having picked them, I've just realized that they've gone up in 25% in ESPN ownership and like 40% in Yahoo ownership, which points to me that they're going to be the number one streaming option this week. Mm. And that makes me yeah. feel like if I want to win money this week in a Hail Mary, Tennessee aren't the play. So I've put them down there. They're a good price, probably good for your head to head to heads, but maybe look elsewhere when you're going for the Hal Mary.
1: Exactly. And also if Josh McCowan plays, then that makes that play less desirable as well because you know that their offense will be a lot more potent with Josh McCowan on the field. No offense to Cody Kessler, but I just think Josh McCowan's a far better option. I don't think that's going out on a, going out on a huge limb. If you do roll with someone like Cameron Meredith uh, like I mentioned earlier you might have a little bit more money to spend on the defense is there a higher priced defense that you that you like this week. That I like. I like yeah.
0: the, I like Arizona against uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're 5.9k so they're yeah. not cheap, but if you can spend up
1: I like that play. Yeah, I don't mind uh I don't mind New England against Cincinnati either. I'm just I'm really worried about Cincinnati at this point. Um I, I was very high on them to start the season, but I'm really concerned about their offensive line. It's just not playing up to speed and I can see the Patriots uh getting to Dalton and and it's at home so yeah it's it's a, a totally different environment but I do like the Cardinals as well uh, moving yeah, they on they really
0: uh, miss Tyler Alfredfred though don't they oh, yeah they really miss him in the red Zone
1: huge it's just it makes things so so easier like to open up it opens up the whole field for them when they're when they're attacking uh, we'll wait and see hopefully he does line up and play but we'll we'll yeah. wait and see uh moving on to the kicker it's really a lottery um, if you've got a lot of money, Vinatieri is hard to pass up. He's just been absolutely money this year. Um, considering his age at 43, it's quite astonishing, really. He's uh, He really is Mr. Clutch. But if you're looking for a cheaper option, I always just say Nick Novak. The Texans' drives always fall short because Brock Osweiler <laughs> is terrible. And, um, that is correct. Yeah, so Nick Novak is a guy that I, I don't mind playing.
0: Yeah, and... Vinatieri is still like the sixth most expensive. He's still a pretty good price for for the the premium kicker he is.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I've gone for Will Lutz because I think something's wrong with Moneyball and his price hasn't been adjusted. So he's listed in Moneyball as having a zero average and zero form. He's actually kicks his kick points. So at 4K against Carolina, I think he'll (laughs) kick a couple of field goals. Yeah, okay. Might get 10 points or so, and he's he's as cheap as a kicker you can get.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. You've noticed a flaw in the Moneyball system. Um, yes, I get I, on that before the fix Yeah, sense. I might enter him into my lineup now and, and just save it because it, you might log in tomorrow and he'll be 4 3 and you're $300 yeah. short. So uh, we'll wait and see. Obviously, I think they'll have to keep him at 4 k So the one week where you could really save some money on Kicker, I might just put him in right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, because his average should have him around 4.9K, his average score, but then it's just, it's four. So I'll save that 1,000 any day of the week.
1: Yeah, why not? It's, it's not, it gives me $500 now I can upgrade someone else in my lineup. So uh, there we are. Really, bit of sneakiness. All right, there we go. So that's our, uh, our Moneyball plays this week. I felt a lot more confident last week. I feel like there was a lot more data last week. Uh, I'm not sure if it was because you know, we had a little bit more time to prep rather than this week. I'm not sure. A little bit less prepared this week. But uh, I think there's a lot of desirable matchups. This week I'm spending a lot more at running back than wide receiver, though. Yeah,
0: I'm getting a bit overconfident. Last week I came in not that confident. He talked me into it. And yeah. now we went so well, I'm just like, I'm on a high. Yeah, right at the moment. I'm, oh. I'm ready for it to crush me on Monday,
1: though. Yeah, see, that's where I, now that I've hit that high, I'm taking a step back and I'm like, oh, I'm not sure anymore. So I prefer it when we're a little bit concerned about where we are rather than cocky and, and confident. So we'll wait and see how we roll. Yeah. Brilliant. Perfect. All right, well, thanks for joining the show, Mitch. Before we let you go, uh, just give everyone a plug where they can find you or, yeah, whatever. Yeah,
0: well, the podcast, NRL podcast is finished the season, so don't even bother. But you can find me on Twitter at Mitch D underscore 90. So it's a nine zero. if you want to have a chat.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's all. Don't begrudge him for having an underscore in his Twitter handle. It's just the way things are these days. I yeah. had to do it. I had to do it. It's just, it is tough. And as always, you can follow the show at Wooten Y. You can follow Moneyball at Moneyball.com.au. Uh, just get rid of the two dots if on Twitter. And you can follow the show at and Y. And, uh, yeah, me at JYNFL. And that's pretty much it. Happy Moneyballing and good luck. Not, much, not too much luck, though.